Hello, and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-hosts, starting with A's, the audacious, the amazing, and the awfully assertive Mary Abajay. <laughs> A is for Abajay. Hello, everybody. I am Mary Abajay, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the admirable, the adaptable, and the quite accomplished Ooh. Mr. Chris DeSantis. C'est moi. You know what? I'm so excited to do A's. Uh, yeah. uh, so in school, growing up in public school, uh, mm-hmm. they always sat us alphabetically. Uh, oh, yeah, and right. so I was always right, left, right front corner or, or right left corner, always. So to this day, I have to sit in the front row if I go to anywhere, except for movies. But if I'm in like a... If I'm going to a lecture or a presentation yeah. or I'm doing a training, I always want to sit at the table up near the front. I always sat next to David DeCarman. <laughs> I always sat next to him with the last name of Abbar. Um, Abbar, oh, yeah, you, that's right, right. But you know, it's really funny because if I go to events or wherever I go, I am 99 out of 100 times on the first name tag or the first right. one there or the first one right. on the list, except sometimes I get someone who's ABA and Abbar uh, and they screw me at ABBA. But I'm kind of snotty about it. They'll be like, Mary Abbott, I'm like, it's the first on your list. So like, oh, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm surprised you didn't name your company in an A way. Well, you know what I'm saying? Career stone is the C word. I know. We should have done an A word. Yeah. How about a career stone? A career stone. A career <laughs> stone for you. <laughs> I know. I yeah. should have. I should have. I should have. You know right. what? It's probably too late now. After like 16 years, I don't know how I have the energy for a rebranding. No, no. I think the Career Stone's a nice name. It, it's, it's all right. Sort of... People call us Cornerstone all the time. It drives me crazy. Oh, right. I, oh, now that it's in my head. <laughs> now that's now in your that head, you'll my... say it next time. <laughs> exactly. So, Chris DeSantis, we mm-hmm. have a fantastic topic for today. Uh, we are talking, I'll give you a guess. Uh, what is a dish that's best served cold? Oh, revenge. (laughs) We are talking about revenge. Revenge. So before I read you some of the questions and we get into these questions, Mm -hmm. uh, what is your position on revenge? And I mean, of, of getting it, not receiving it. Uh, getting well, you know, I I always like the idea of it. I know you're yeah. supposed to let go. Yeah, you let go. But I, you know, I'm like sometimes I'm a dog with a bone. Grudges, I remember. You, I mean, you know, if you if you screw me, I, we're just done. Yeah. Well, and you're dead to way. me, right? You're dead, you're to, dead me. to me. Yeah. But yeah. do you so, take revenge? I, no, I I I imagine I will. You know, I have I imagine that I push you off a building. You or, have a fantasy. Or run you over. Yeah. Yes, I fantasize about it. But normally, I just move on. Yeah. Because you know, I because I think that's the problem with having a grudge. You 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 know you just it ferments, and then and then you you know and and the act of revenge never seemed to be that satisfying. Well, it takes a lot of energy. I mean, who's got the yeah. energy to plan revenge? I'm looking at people in our political sphere who are all about revenge. I'm like, yeah. who's, got, who's got the energy for that? Like, I'm no, like you, I you're agree. dead to me for about a year. And then I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I do forget. That's the other thing I forget. I know I wasn't happy with you about something. I knew that. I'm not, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm not quite sure why you're dead to me. I can't remember why I hate you or why I burned down your house, but I'm sure... 
<laughs> I'm sure you've was, done something. I'm sure. I am very sure of that. Well, that's so. Yeah, are you? You, you don't take it out. You don't, I don't you think just, I've ever taken out revenge on anybody. Uh, but that can't be true. I, must, I mean, I think I've done mean-spirited things to people. Well, well, I think if we think in terms of the absence of helping somebody when we could. Oh, you yeah, I've done saying? that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That is a form of revenge. That the, is the true. passivity of not helping, you know, not helping them. Oh, I've done that. I'm not sure if they're waving or they're drowning in the pool. I'm just going to assume they're waving. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, the water looks great. <laughs> I didn't see you over there. Is it cold? What? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Cold? Cold? <laughs> oh, it's hot as hell. Oh, oh, hot as hell? <laughs> Help me. Yeah, I recently, I recently, uh, I don't know if it was revenge, but I recently was asked to do someone a favor, and I figured I have done this person like three favors. Oh yeah, I know. And that. I was just yeah. like, you know, the favorite bank is closed, and I didn't. Yeah. I was just go. really passive. So, but anyway. no, but that's exactly what yeah. you just let the wither on the vine. Wither at on some the vine. Point, yeah, that, they keep taking. You keep take. Wasn't that what movie was that? You take and you yeah. take. They try to get out. Oh, that was Godfather. Was oh, it yeah. Godfather too? I love Godfather. Uh, yeah, note to self: great. rent all the Godfathers except for three. Um, all right, are you ready? You <laughs> yes. broke my heart, Fredo. You broke my heart. <laughs> um, right. All right. Uh, we, if you're ready for question one, yeah, I'm ready. All right, is from here, not there, in Zelenopol. Where is Zelenopol? Zelenopol. Zelenopol. I, it's. I think it's a suburb. I'm pretty. It's a suburb outside of Pittsburgh, like a town. Interesting. Zillionopal. Zillionopal. Yeah. Zillionopal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here's the question. Hi, I'm a pretty reasonable person, but I have a situation at work that has gotten under my skin. My company recently changed office locations. Prior to the move, each of us was assigned a new workspace. I'm an executive assistant to the head of HR. My original assigned office was to be a shared space. Because of the nature of the work I do and whom I report to, I asked my boss if I could have a space closer to her office and one that is more private. She moved our senior admin, with whom I have a dotted line relationship, into the shared space. He's not happy. Now I'm dealing with the fallout. He has been giving me busy work ever since. I've been happy to switch, but my direct boss doesn't want it, me to go anywhere. How do I fix this? Signed, here, not there, in Zilnopol. Well, I don't, you know, this is so, first of all, congrats on the office. <laughs> right? Congrats right? on screwing your office mate to get what you wanted. It, but it doesn't sound by this that it was intentional. No, it wasn't. It was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's Machiavellian plot on her part to sort of move them and get this space. But at the same time, uh, I don't think there's an easy way out of this because I think the, your your dotted line boss is holding a grudge, and secondly, you don't have any control over the workspace itself. So I think you have to play this one of two ways. I don't think either way is great. But each time you get busy work, uh, ask the admin which of your boss's requests, your your direct line boss's requests, you should move down on the queue. Mm. And so each time you move, take uh, down, take a then send a note. You know, move a task, send a note to your HR boss indicating the realignment. That is one approach, saying, okay, I just have to tell you oh, this because I, like I would assign that. The second choice is each time you get a task from your HR boss. 
put it further down your queue, explaining that admin has been asking me to do another task yet again. Like that so as well. I'd love to get to this So in either case, in either case, what's going to happen is the HR boss will start to see a pattern. And so uh, likely what will follow, uh, want to know, you know, what, you know, what will going to follow is they want to know what's going on here. Why is this happening? And I'm sure uh, you should just demur. Uh, you would say I would demur and, and, and to say, I, look, I'm, I'm, I have a dotted line responsibility to this person. I'm doing what is being asked. And just step away. I like that. That's step mwah. away. <laughs> so you know, I'm not because I'm not. I've been forever since I've been in a corporate world. Like, how serious is a dotted line relationship? Well, it sounds to me that th this this person there are dotted line. I mean, this is that matrix thing that keeps yeah. you know popping up. I don't like matrix, but they're reality. So in that sense, you report to literally two bosses. So in this sense, I think this admin, the head admin, is probably responsible for the pool of admins. Got it. And so if they're doing that sort of, because I don't think this is, I think this HR is, I hate to say hogging the, this admin's time, but the HR is making the assumption that I have this admin when in fact the reality is that's a shared resource. Oh, except that the question did say that they are the executive assistant to the head of HR. Oh yeah, well that's true. But I do think as, but I think there's something like, it sounds to me like there's a pool quality yeah. to this. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, all right. Thank you for explaining that to me. So, you know, uh, a couple of things I had, a couple thoughts I had. I love your ideas. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Did anyone ever adequately and explicitly explain to the senior admin why the offices were changed? So I, you know, I so I, I think I, you know, I want, I would want that to be explicit. I'm just curious about that because there was a real reason why that was changed. And that was because right. the executive uh, assistant to the HR person handles sets of information. Uh, yes. So, so that needs to be done. Uh, so a couple of ideas for the senior admin. One, you could just ignore the request. The dialed line, probably not, <laughs> not that helpful, but you could ignore them or you could delay them or is, or you could renegotiate them. So let's say yeah. senior admin is giving you busy work and say like, okay, got it. Um, I'm working on this and this and this for HR. It's a, it's a slightly different take on yours. Uh, so I'll get to your stuff tomorrow. If you mm -hmm. want me to do that sooner, then let's go talk to the head of HR to see where her stuff, mm -hmm. what she wants to follow. So kind of like the same as you said. Right, exactly. um, or you could say like, you know, what? I'm happy to do this for you, uh, but I think this task is much more suited for somebody uh, more junior. Uh, why mm. can't we get Donna to do it? You know, so we could like, right. or say like, you could just say, dude, these are way beneath my... Right. <laughs> I love right. Uh, so that's one. So ignore, delay, or renegotiate the request. I do think you, like, my second idea was to exactly what you said go talk to your boss, the HR person, and say, like, listen, I'm getting a lot in my plate. Here are the senior admin requests. Here are your requests. I, I'm, I'm a little worried about the senior admin because they keep dumping all this stuff on me. I'm not sure maybe mm -hmm. they need some help. Like, do a little backstabbing like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, or just ask the HR person, like, you know, so I'm having a hard time juggling all this. How much of my time do you see me spending towards your support and how much on the pool oh, like support that. of Admore? Like, get your I HR like boss, because your HR boss might say, well, I know you have a dotted line, but I really need 90% of your time. Yeah, um, I like, and then if they state it and write it down. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. You could also talk to the senior admin directly. <laughs> 
and say, <laughs> you, say? you know, I've noticed that you've been giving me a lot of low-level tasks lately, and I'm a little worried about you that maybe you're a little bit overwhelmed. Do you need me? <laughs> do you need like? Do you need me to go to bat for you to get some more help? Do you need want me to like? Oh, I would like go like that. Like, oh, honey, bless your heart. Are you a little overwhelmed? What can oh. I do to help you, sugar? That sort of oh. thing, you know. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Or, or just tell the senior admin, hey, dude, I know what you're doing. Knock it, knock it off. Well, that, I think that's a possibility. You know, something I didn't think about at all was, I don't know if there's a hybrid workplace here. Is it possible to vacate that space from time to time and she work, when they she works at home? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe there's maybe I there's think a the senior share. admin, um, the senior admin has to get over this in some way. I think the senior well, admin is right. definitely acting out. Um, and so I think we've given here, not there, a couple of ideas of how you can either be direct uh, or be indirect, but you, you, you have to, you have to like, you can't be taken this much longer. No. And, and by the way, I'm sure that there's not great trust between them because uh, your point earlier about, look, why don't you just tell the senior admin that wasn't my choice here. Yeah. They're not, they're not necessarily going to hear that. Yeah. If this is a grudge keeper they they say, oh yeah, of course you'll say that. Of course you'll say that. Yeah. But I know you whispered in their ear. Well, I wonder who, you know, would, so who would be in charge? Like who does the senior admin report to? Oh, that's a good question. Like I would have thought it would go up through HR anyway. Well, if it does, then if you have a good relationship with, if you're the if you're the executive assistant to the HR person, chances are you have a good relationship with that person. And oh, you yeah. could also, uh, another option would be like, listen, you know, I'm not sure this is what it's true or not, but this is my sensing. This is, uh, I'm feeling a lot of, hus I'm, I'm sensing a lot of um, resentment from the senior admin. Um, ever since, you know, we got, I got the new office, the office more private. I've been getting a lot of this stuff, you know, would it be possible for you to like talk with him or does he really know why he, his office is where it is? Or, you know, can you give me any advice on how I, I can handle this? Yeah. I would, I would say, I would say, what, how would you handle this? Yeah. How would you handle this? How, no, how, how your advice for me on how to handle yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. like that. Because so, I, I also have to bring something to the table saying, here was my work before. Yeah. Yeah. And now Here's look at what, now, now look getting, what getting it. Getting. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm the staple queen of the. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I think we gave revenge uh, or here, not there, a couple of uh, a couple of ideas. To I think report. so. I really want to know how this happens. The other thing is just to do nothing. Hopefully, like uh, he'll be like Chris and I, be too lazy to take revenge after a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who knows? Well, oh, by the way, I was looked at these questions now that you were reading. I think let me, let me do this question because I think this one's you. Let, let you answer this next one first because. Oh, all right. This one's called. Tips on lying in Louisville. And you'll know why I suggested that you answer this first in a moment. Hello, Mary and Chris. This is probably a Mary question since I know she was in the service industry. I've been working at a neighborhood bar for about two years. And I have this one customer that every time he comes in, he stiffs me on the tip. It turns out that another customer has a crush on him. When she told me, I told her not to say anything, but he has a drinking problem. I lied, and now I feel awful since knowing them both. I think they'd hit it off. Is there a way I can fix this without looking like a shit? Mm, 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 you know I want to answer this bad. You know, you did know, you know what, I did do. You, did you have customers that were stiff? Yeah. Really? Not really? very many. Not very many. I used to make a shit ton of money on tips because that mm -hmm. was good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, for everyone out there, 
you please know that everyone notices if you don't tip. Like, I don't care how busy that bartender is. They notice who doesn't tip, who, who doesn't, who doesn't tip. And we know who tips well and who doesn't. Like, so just pay attention to that. So first of all, I don't think she was lying when she said he has a drinking problem because he does have a drinking problem. And his problem is he doesn't know how to drink with proper etiquette. Oh, that's good. Yes, he does have a So he problem. does ha- technically have a drinking problem. If you are drinking in public in a public house, a public house, yeah. you know, a bar, then it's problematic when you don't tip, when you're not like, you know, when you're a rude customer. Right. So, so that's- And you mer- come back and you're coming back. And you're coming back and you're expecting right. my service when you didn't even, I'm like, give me a dollar person. Like, what up? <laughs> or run a tab and leave me $2. Who cares? Right. Like, leave something. Just don't leave 50 cents because that's just an <laughs> insult. Uh, all right. So my second question to this person is, why would you want to connect a customer that you presumably like this other customer uh, with some cheap bastard? Yeah. Well, again, this is one trait. Uh, one trait. Come on. I think how people, <laughs> come on. I think how people tip says a great deal about their value as a human well, being. That's right, people. Thing. Go ahead and write me in letters. I don't care. Write me in letters. If you're a poor tipper, you are a poor human being. It is just not that hard. And I'm talking about like being in those industries where you're supposed to tip. Like, you know, you can do your baristas or your bakers. What everyone's asking for a tip nowadays. But I'm talking about right. restaurants, right? So I do think that you should reconsider whether you want to introduce this person because he is a right. cheap bastard, and cheap bastards are going to be cheap bastards everywhere they go. All right. But remember, she said, uh, "I now feel bad, awful, since knowing them both, I think they'd hit it off." <laughs> yeah, you can hit it off, but then you want them to hit off with the life with a cheap bastard. That's true. Maybe she doesn't no. like this other person. Um, well, yeah, exactly. But like you know, you could be charming at first, and then I realize you're a cheap bastard, and that's yeah, anything. All right, so true. all right, so here's what you could do. Um, yeah. So I would personally do nothing uh, because uh-huh. again, I wouldn't want to introduce someone I like to someone who I think is a poor human being. Uh, yeah. But if you really feel guilty. And you think that you are going to play Cupid to the greatest match ever, mm-hmm. uh, then, <laughs> then you could either come clean, be totally honest and say mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I, I, he really doesn't have a drinking problem. He's just a cheap best because <laughs> he never tips me. And I was kind of angry, but that wasn't fair of me. You know, I actually think you guys might get along. And then the other customer is going to be like, would you want to introduce me to a cheap bastard? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But on the other hand, she might be like, oh, I'll fix him. Or she might mention it to the cheap bastard who then right. might actually start tipping you. Um, yeah. Or conversely, never shows up in your bar again. Either way, winner, winner, <laughs> chicken dinner. Um, or <laughs> you could be semi-honest and say yeah. something like, you know, I've been thinking about what you asked me about so-and-so, and I may have been a bit wrong about their drinking problem. I think my first impression was a little inaccurate because I think I saw them just in a drunken moment. Uh, but now that I reflect oh. on it, I think he actually probably would be a really great match for you. Boom. So you've kind of gone, you've kind of like said my first impression, you kind of half come clean. Well, I like that. And then you say, you know what? You could say, if this person says says something again to you about him, you could say like, you know, you could just say, um, you know what? He does seem, if, if this happens again, like if somebody else expresses interest right. in this customer, just say, right. just say something like, hmm, yeah, you know what? He does seem nice, but I'm not a big fan because he never tips. I think he's a cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so those, I got all kinds of ideas for this based on people 
experience. <laughs> no, I think it's so interesting. You went in a very different direction than I went. There's no other direction going, so I cannot no, no, wait no. to hear what you how you possibly what? could have answered this question. Because you talked to the friend, and I'm going. I I'm going to talk to the cheapskate. Oh. Oh, yeah. that never yeah. occurred to me. I, I am know. all ears, my friend. And I, it didn't occur to me to talk to the friend first. So I thought what I do, I thought, Too how do I, funny. how do I get, how do I shift this guy's behavior? Okay. And so I thought I would, I would come clean to the cheapskate. I would say, hey, look, I'd explain what you did and why you did it. I apologize for not being, look, I apologize for not being honest, but you've never left me a tip, but I, and, and I know she might be interested in you and, but I don't want her to, for you to look bad in her eyes. So what should I tell her as the real reason why I didn't introduce you? What, what could I say to her? So my point would be, come, let's come up with something else because I don't want him to look bad. Oh, and my, my God. Point would, my no, point I, I would, know. I get it. Now he's going to be your biggest fan. He's going to start tipping you. I get it. I you do. know it. You know it. <laughs> That's, the money's going to be coming through now because whatever story he comes up with is the story that you will, you will use. Yeah. And so it might be that, oh, look, how, uh, he's shy or, or whatever. I don't care what it is. Let him come up with something. You say that story to her and you say, you know, you, I really, you should have met earlier. And I, this is my fault. And I, so you see what I'm saying? So I now do, she's going to get tips. She's going to get tips. That's what I want. <laughs> I want tips. I want tips. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I That's, love that. I love that. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you know, I, that is a perfectly almost just as good of an alternative or a choice as, as mine were, but I love it. Go right to the horse's mouth and like two, yeah, two stones I, with one problem. Yeah. Because you're saying, yeah, my the, again, I'm being Machiavellian. I, I really don't care for this person, but I do care for the tips. Yeah. And if, and if you're going to come in regularly, <laughs> then in fact, <laughs> by the way, if you don't tip me in the future, you know what I will be saying about you. About you. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, Chris, I know because we've dined out together a number of times and we're both very yeah. generous tippers, but there's a lot of media right now around the fact that everybody has their tip jar out, like, yeah. like your dry cleaner like everybody where do you yeah. fall on that well you know I, I find it if you're being paid to be a cashier you're being paid as a cashier we have no history of tipping the cashier yeah. because the whole job is the cash it's like saying if, if it gets to this point I, you know there are certain industries that like for instance if you go for a, a hairdresser right there's a tip involved it's a customary tip but there's not for your accountant. Yeah. And so we have we have norms. We have norms. And now they're violent. They're sort of expanding the norms to say, oh, I have done something in your presence that I'm getting paid for that I think I should get paid for more. But there's no exceptional more to this. Yeah. What else are you doing? Yeah. If you're handing me an ice cream cone, you're only handing me an ice cream cone. Yeah. Are you doing something with that cone that I hadn't thought of or that goes up above? A, a, a waiter is going above and beyond for the service that they... You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's We're paying above and beyond, but we're not seeing evidence of what is the above and beyond in in some of these... Giving me coffee is not above and beyond. You know, and it's, it's very challenging because, you know, like in, in the restaurant business, like service restaurants like they don't make minimum wage right they make yeah, that, that's uh, the key. That's uh, and so the key. you you have to tip but you know a cashier you assume they're making minimum wage or a salary or a salary and but the, so i think it's really interesting now i just generally like for everything like the cashiers and stuff like when i go to the bakery and i get a baguette i just i'm just tipping a dollar everywhere but i always tip my uber drivers five dollars 
Yeah, I always go the whatever percentage, I 15 to I do 20%. 20, I do 20 to 25% just because I want to yeah. get my five-star rating. Well, that's right. Well, yeah, I had a question for you because you were a bar owner. Uh, this, I, I, this happens every once in a while. I, I, I'm getting the check and then they buy me a round of drinks before I go. Yeah. How much of an additional tip do I give them on top of my regular tip of twenty percent, I would say I would say imagine what that round was like. Yeah. If they if it's just you and they bought you a, a, a let's say you let's say you were going to tip ten dollars and then they bought you like a fifteen dollar martini, I would tip yeah. another five dollars. Okay, so okay, so but if it's if it's a bunch of people, then you want to kind of think how much would that have cost, yeah, and then twenty percent on that. So if you think the round of drinks they bought you was thirty dollars, I would add another six to your tip. Okay, so okay, so you would think in terms of between twenty and twenty five percent of whatever the value of yeah. the gift is. Yeah. Okay, that seems right. Because I, I, I couldn't figure out what is the right yeah. number here. Because this was very nice and generous. This just happened to me last night. They bought me not me personally. I was with somebody, and they bought two bu- glasses of wine. I yeah. thought, Okay. Okay. What do I do here? So those two glasses of wine are probably thirty bucks all together. So I would add yeah. another like six bucks on the tip. Ah, I added ten. Yeah. yeah. You added ten, okay. even better. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought, okay, am I being cheap? Here it's never, I, yeah. you know what? It, it's never going to hurt one to be more generous. I, I thought so too. I thought, but I, I, I also don't know if it was condoned by the. Well, the reason bartenders give free stuff is to get big tips. So let's make let's make it worth their while because it still yeah. saved you twenty dollars. It did. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm, so I'm happy to spend it a, a little more, not the whole thing. All right. So, right, uh, oh gosh, we have, we have one more question. Are right, you ready? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. Was, sorry, people. <laughs> all right. This one is givers to takers. Are you ready? Yes. Hey, all. I work as a floor manager at a distribution center. It's a big facility and there are lots of moving parts. I was up for a promotion, and so as part of my plan, I went to lunch with my boss and talked about how we can improve the physical movement of inventory at the plant that would save both time and money. Well, I didn't get the promotion, but interestingly, my boss eventually did. Now, six months later, guess what? My old boss is now in charge of an improvement plan that was my idea. What a piece of work. How can I get even with this guy for not only robbing me of my promotion, but stealing my idea? Signed, giving to takers in Gurney. Giving to takers in Gurney. God, that's a drag, mm. right? Well, yeah. Yeah. So, well, here's the deal. Uh, since this, uh, this idea was stolen and there's no really paper trail. But was it? Well. So it, here's my thing. So let's have a little it? debate about this. Yeah. If I am paying you for your input in your work, Aren't your ideas my ideas as well? Like, aren't don't your ideas for the company belong to the company? Should I acknowledge those ideas? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. did I steal those ideas when you're being paid to put those and you volunteered those as an employee? Well, I guess the question. That's an interesting point you're making. But the reality is, this person got a, a a promotion that you did not, and then as a consequence of that promotion, this person is now executing against that an idea that may or may not have contributed to that promotion. That's true, so, but I so, I just like uh, and but this is a stolen idea since in fact there is no acknowledgement of this. There, in, in this little, the, if there would have been an acknowledgement. No, I get question, that. I'm talking about this as sort of a global, like I hear this oh, a lot no. from people. My boss steals my ideas. I'm like, well, you know, your ideas, do they belong to you? Do they belong well, to the company? Like Again, 
it's not prudent to have a reputation for absorbing other people's ideas without sharing. The no, credit. I get it, but I think yeah. I think my kind of trigger on this is my boss doesn't acknowledge my ideas and uses them as their own. Like that's different, yes. but it's just the phrase yes. like they stole my idea. Ah, did they? Anyway, go oh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I understand your point. Yeah. I think there, there, there's a there's a line here. I think th this person feels they've crossed it. Oh, but this, I mean, that boss like was not a good boss that doesn't acknowledge that the idea came from yeah. someone else. Yeah. I, that get yeah. me wrong. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I derailed you. Well, no, no, no. And because I think the point here is, look, you can't work. You, I don't think you will ever feel good about working for this pe person, right? Uh, uh, as a consequence of the fact that they have, in your mind, taken credit for what you created. So I think if you like this company, which I imagine you do because you did come up with a really good idea for that, and there might be an opportunity for you, get a transfer. You know, yeah, that's what I would do. I say, you know what I do? I'd sit down with your boss and remind them of your lunch meeting. That's what I'd bring up. I'd yeah. say, hey, say, look, I'm so happy that you were able to get my idea implemented and that it was, you know, conducive to your promotion. What I'd like is a transfer. And then I would just let it hang yeah. because you, it's your idea. He knows it's your idea. You have not said anything about anyone to this and you just want out to go somewhere else. Yeah. He would be prudent to let you go. Yeah. I, I like that idea. You know, I think, you know, to my point, like, I think you need to let this go. Should your boss have given you credit? Absolutely. Yeah. But he didn't let it go. You got, yeah. you're getting paid and for this job. If you want to work for an organization that's much more amenable to giving credit and patting you on the head, then go find a company that does that or a, or a boss in a different department that does that. But here's the thing. You have a new boss now. So go talk to your new boss because your old boss has oh, moved, moved on, up. right? Moved on and moved up. Move so up, go talk to your new boss and make sure that he, she, they are aware of how you want to grow in your role in terms of getting a promotion. Uh, let them know that, you know, if you have some ideas, how should they present them? And then the next time you have an idea for an improvement, you know, if you came up with one good idea, you'll probably come up with another. Why don't you Make a paper trail of it, like put it in there an email go. or a text. So that way you can tout your ideas to enhance your chances of promotion or start keeping track on it. But I do want you to let go of this, like yeah. my idea stolen, like some of that's part of like working in an organization. Like people come up with ideas, the organization implements them. I think if we're looking for credit every time we come up with an idea, we may be very disgruntled very quickly in many organizations. And to the managers out there, try to give credit to your team when they come up with ideas. Hello, like, that's where I'm at It's with just this. like, just give some credit. It doesn't It makes you a better manager when you can talk about how you've created the conditions for creativity and innovation. That shines well on you. So stop hogging the credit. So everybody needs to like be a little more wee, 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 unless I, 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 my, my, mind, down, down, down. No, I, I think that's all very good. I think it's well said. I, I do want to, though, keep emphasizing you have to share the credit. Yeah. Otherwise, you set the tone that stealing is okay in some capacity. But again, not stealing. I, well, it is. In <laughs> fact, if I'm talking to you as my peer and then you rush out of that room and go to the boss and talk about my idea, that's that. that well, that's stealing for that. peers. If you're gonna if you're gonna well, make an advantage of yeah. my idea as a peer, yeah. but if if like so if my team's sitting around and we're brainstorming ideas for a really great class and someone comes up with something and then uh, I, I'm with a client like oh my god we are rolling out this great new program, if I don't say it was Kristen's idea, did I steal that idea? Well, you will say that to her at one point, won't you? To who? To Kristen or the client? 
Well, no, to Kristen afterwards. And to the client, it's irrelevant. Yeah. To Chris, to Kristen, it's relevant. Well, yeah, because I'll be like, great idea, let's do it. And then move on. Yeah. But am I yeah. like coming back to her every five minutes and saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you're so fabulous, you're so fabulous? Not every five minutes, but if you came back and said, wow, the client really liked this, my idea of this, and Kristen goes, your idea? Your idea? <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that. I just think that sometimes we get too much in the... I, I, I think there are shades of when you work for somebody, they are already paying you for your time and your input. Well, I think what we're hearing here is that if this is an argument that, uh, not an argument, if this is a something that pops up, it's a cultural flaw. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? If somebody says, I never get credit or people steal my eyes, and I was like, there's something in the culture that is that is somehow we're not if sharing. If you were working we're, we're for more, an Asian culture... You would never expect to be getting credit for ideas. It's yeah. a very communal. So I think this is a very American thing. Well, I think, yeah, so. well that's where we are. That's where we are. <laughs> that's true. Are. That's where <laughs> that's where givers to takers is. All right, everybody. It said gurney, right? <laughs> gurney. 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 Not gung-ho. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Thank you all for listening today. Um, please don't take revenge by turning off our, our podcast. Please please <laughs> yeah, come right. back. Uh, thank you to our executive producer, Mr. Jack Edinger, who is amazing. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you have a cubicle uh, question or a workplace dilemma, give us a shout. Uh, you could email us to info at cubicle.com cubicleconfidential.com or tweet us at cubicleconfide1 find us on LinkedIn Cubicle Confidential Chris DeSantis Mary Abajay we're easy uh, and until we see you next week we want you to work hard be kind remember revenge is a dish best served cold or not at all uh, and if you can't what should they do Chris? Call us Alright see you next week <laughs>